It's hard to make big sweeping generalizations about pricing your photography because every business is different, every market is different, and every photographer's needs are different. But there's one thing that I can say for sure, without knowing a single thing about your business, your market, or even you, and that's this. Charging enough money per session and not getting enough clients is better than filling your schedule up with people who aren't paying enough for you to meet your needs. Let me say that again because I realize it's confusing. It would be better for you to charge the right amount of money per session and not book enough work than it would be for you to charge less and book lots of work. And today on the podcast, I'm going to tell you why. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. So let's say two new photographers run their numbers and they both determine that in order to be profitable, they need to shoot 80 sessions per year and earn at least $800 per session. Maybe the details of their specifics are different, but they both need to gross $64,000 and they both decide on this same basic formula to get there. And let's say that photographer A is worried that she's not going to be able to get anyone to pay $800 per session because she's new. So instead, for now, she decides to charge $400 per session. She doesn't really have a plan to shoot 160 sessions necessarily. And then let's say that photographer A um, sees those numbers and she's worried that she's not going to be able to get anyone to pay $800 per session because she's new. So instead, for now, she decides to charge $400 per session. She doesn't really have a plan to shoot 160 sessions. She can't fit that into her schedule, but she hopes that people will maybe buy some extra products or refer her to lots of their friends, and she figures she can bump up her prices once she's more established. Meanwhile, photographer B is also nervous to charge $800 per session, but she does the math, she trusts the numbers, and she decides to just kind of go for it anyway. So fast forward to the end of year one. Photographer A has successfully booked and shot 100 sessions at $400 each. She is completely exhausted and she's getting pressure at home because instead of making $64,000 like they had determined she needed to make, she's only brought in $40,000. So she decides that she has got enough momentum, she has people booking, and she's ready to bump her prices but she's still feeling nervous about $800, so she just bumps to $600. At the end of year two, she looks at her numbers again. This year, she booked 90 sessions instead of 100, and uh, she was charging $600 per session, but only 15 of the clients, of those 100 clients that she had in year one, came back because she had bumped her prices and several of them could no longer afford her. So she had to find 75 new clients and she had to work just as hard to get those new clients because she also got some referrals from year one, but none of those people booked because they said that she was out of their budget. 
So she booked 90 sessions at $600, which brings her to $54,000. So she was still $10,000 short of her $64,000 goal. And now she knows that she needs to bump her prices again. And she's feeling super burned out because she's going to need to find mostly new clients again. And she has just been working so hard. So what about photographer B? So at the end of year one, photographer B has booked 40 sessions instead of her target 80. And she made $800 per session. So she only made $36,000. But in her spare time, she was able to pick up a second job um, and make up the balance. And she still had some time left over to work on marketing and building her business and her systems and her skills. So during year two, 20 of her 40 clients from year one came back. And then she also booked 10 of the 15 referrals that she got from that year. So that started her off with a base of 30 clients. And then by the end of the year, she had filled up the 50 because of her additional marketing efforts and things like that. So she was able to quit her second job and she earned her target income of $64,000. So if you set your prices correctly from the get-go, but you are new or you are new in an area or whatever, and you just don't book enough clients, that's okay. You can achieve more clients with patience and focus. It is a matter of marketing. It's a numbers game. You can get there. And in the meantime, you will have extra time to work toward those things. You can supplement your income with other work if you need to, and you can focus additional efforts on building your business uh, and your business infrastructure. But if you bring your prices down because you feel this need to do more work, you are creating a recipe for burnout. You aren't going to be making enough money, but you're going to be very busy You're not going to have time to look for better clients. And every time that you raise your prices, you stand to lose most of the clients that you had at the previous price point because they, even if they can afford you, and this is a mistake I see a lot of people making, they think, well, the people who are paying me this lower number, they actually can afford more. So once they work with me, they'll see that it's worth it. And then they will be willing to pay me more once I bump my prices up. And in theory, that's right. But what happens is that once you pay for something once and you experience it once at a particular level, you start to associate the value of that thing with the number that you originally paid. So if I go to a coffee shop down the street and I pay $4 for a cappuccino and all of a sudden I go, you know, and I go there all the time and I really like it. If I go back and all of a sudden they're charging $8 for a cappuccino, I can afford $8, but I'm going to be like, what? This is a crazy price. Whereas if I have always paid $8 for a cappuccino, that's just the price that's associated with um, with that product. Now, of course, this is a simplified example, um, and there are several other situations that you could find yourself in, and one of them is that you aren't charging enough per session and you don't have enough clients. And that is a particularly painful scenario that a lot of people find themselves in because not only are you not making enough money, it's, it is degrading. It feels so judgmental (laughs) to be charging less than what you need to charge and have a hard time getting clients. 
But I will tell you that in some ways I would prefer to see a photographer in that situation than in the situation of um, my first example of photographer A, because at least then if they can get past the mindset block and the sort of blow to their ego, they do have the time and the space to address the problem and hopefully fix it um, by raising their prices. And of course, the secret is that sometimes if you're priced too low, you may not be getting clients because people think that that um, product is somehow inferior. So there is some psychology there too. But my advice is that regardless of how many clients you have, if you're not making enough money per session, you need to change that right away. Step one is that you need to run your own numbers um, and you need to figure out what profit is going to mean in your business. And once you've done that, or if you've already done that, you then need to figure out a way to create an offer that's going to achieve the numbers that you need while still being attractive to your ideal clients. So calculating what you actually need to be earning and then charging that does take real courage and real grit, determination. Um, It's confusing, right? I mean, pricing is confusing. A lot of photographers, unlike most entrepreneurs, photographers kind of often (laughs) fall sideways into running a business. They go into business because they want to do photography. They don't do photography because they want to run a business, right? So they don't start out with some giant business plan with, you know, charts and graphs filled with projected revenue for investors. When other small business entrepreneurs start businesses, they often have a lot more numbers from the get-go, and that's not necessarily true for a lot of photographers. So a large proportion of new photographers set their prices not based on their real numbers, but based on some combination of like some quick numbers that they punched into their phone calculator and maybe what they see and perceive as the standard in their area or, you know, what they what another photographer charged them one time. They just kind of pick a number and go with it. But the fact of the matter is that profit is different for everyone, right? So what's profitable for you might not be profitable for me and vice versa. Maybe I only need to make $50,000 a year to pay my bills and I have relatively low expenses in my business. So with taxes and expenses, I only need to earn $100,000 in order to make $50,000. Whereas someone else may need to make $80,000 to pay their bills um, and maybe they have higher business expenses because they have a studio or they, um, you know, they pay an assistant or something like that. So in order to make $80,000, they have to earn $180,000, a full $100,000 more. Um, So if that person copies my pricing, they're not going to be anywhere close to profitable. And if I copy their pricing, um, well, I guess I'm going to be really profitable. (laughs) But I don't generally see people copying pricing that turns out to be too high. So um, so that, that is not usually the situation. And the fact of the matter is that comparison and imitation is entirely hit and miss. But because there are so many variables, it really is more often miss than hit. So once they run their numbers, I have also seen plenty of photographers make a conscious decision to charge less than the numbers tell them to. And that 
um, I get it. I get that there is a fear of rejection, a fear of failure, a fear of judgment, a scarcity mentality. I totally get it. But it also just makes my heart hurt because I have seen that photographer A scenario play out in a hundred different ways with a hundred different people. And it's, it is more painful. (laughs) It is more painful to watch someone sort of go down that slow road to nowhere than it is to see someone get rejected. No one likes being rejected. No one likes getting told their prices are too high. And that is so much harder because what we're selling is so personal. I imagine, (laughs) though God knows I wouldn't know from any sort of firsthand experience, that it's not unlike pursuing a career in modeling where you're getting hired or not hired based on your looks. It is hard not to take that kind of rejection personally. But the good news is that you can build up stamina around that. My friend Nick North calls it collecting nose, not like the nose on your face, but like N-O. <laughs> um, collecting nose, going and just asking and asking again and asking again, because the truth is that um, being rejected is a little bit, well, being rejected when it comes to pricing, being turned down Um, It's like a muscle, right? Where the more you practice telling people your prices, the easier it gets when someone says thanks, but no thanks. Um, And the worst thing that you can do is just put your head in the sand and pretend like pricing isn't important. Because like I said, being underpaid is a slow, painful road to the death of a business. Um, And here's the secret. Even if it feels scary, the truth is that learning your numbers and basing your pricing on those numbers, that process will in and of itself boost your confidence. If you know your numbers, you understand where they come from, you know that it's not going to be worth running a business if you can't make those numbers work, it's actually easier to be resilient in the face of someone telling you you charge too much because in your heart, And in your head, you will know that they're wrong. You're just charging what you need to charge. The, you know, the numbers don't lie. So it feels less personal. And when you believe in your pricing, it actually, it makes you a better salesperson. It comes across when you're talking to a potential client. And then as a bonus, (laughs) your confidence will ultimately translate into their confidence. When someone is selling you a product that they believe in, you are more likely to purchase from them because you can hear that authenticity and that confidence and that truth in their voice. So over time, slowly but surely, you will start to fill up those spots on your calendar. So maybe you're all in on this idea, but you're like, Anami, how in the world could I possibly get any clients right now, much less charge more for what I'm doing, right? Well, um, I wanted to talk about this today because of my new workshop called Revenue on Repeat. And if you haven't heard me talk about it yet, um, the short version is that it is a two-hour class that's happening at the end of May where I am going to be teaching you how to build a membership for your portrait clients. So a portrait membership I fully believe is an amazing strategy for a lot of photographers, especially right now, 
because not only does it allow you to book work without having a super clear idea of when you're going to be able to actually do that work, but it also gives your clients a way to commit to family photos without having to shell out a big amount of money all at once, which is going to be extra important in the current economic uh, situation that we're all in. So if you're on my email list, a couple of weeks ago, you've got my April income statement um, detailing how my portrait membership brought in over $4,000 last month while I was sheltering in place and not photographing anyone. And that was not on product. That was not on, you know, print sales that I made. That was people whose credit cards get charged every month going toward their family photography. So, um... I know I've talked to enough of you and I, I know because it's happening in my life, this is a really good uh, system that can protect a lot of people and I am dying to get this information into your hands and help you do the same thing for your business. But in order to set up a membership properly, you absolutely 100% need to clearly understand your numbers. So obviously I've been talking about this this whole episode and it is important all the time for a photographer to understand their numbers. But unlike when you're pricing a single session, when theoretically you could have a session and then the next day change your prices and charge something different to the next person who books you, when you set up a membership and you price the membership, you know, and you set that up, you're locking yourself in for at least a year and hopefully longer because you want these clients to be coming back year after year. And that is why it's super, super, super important that the pricing that you establish is going to be profitable for you. So the good news is I have a simple, straightforward method that I teach for determining pricing. I um, include that it, the, there's a whole pricing unit in the simple sales blueprint that I, um, use to teach the simple sales system. And what I've done is I have taken the pricing part of the blueprint and I've turned it into its own mini lesson. So you could buy the simple sales blueprint and do the workshop. That is certainly a great combination, but If you don't want to do the simple sales system, but you do want to do the workshop and you need help with your pricing, when you go to sign up for the workshop, you'll see a little additional option to sign up for the pricing mini course as well. And when you do, you will get everything that you need to be able to run your numbers before the workshop so that you are 100% sure when you set up your membership that you are priced correctly. So for all the information on the workshop, you can go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club. And remember, I am running a pricing special for anyone who signs up for the workshop early. So be sure to check the details of that as well. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a fantastic week. That's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash podcast. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by telling a photographer friend or leaving me a review on iTunes. As always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.